1: 855 325 1780. That's 855 325 1780.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, three Eastern, Sunday, three Pacific, six Eastern. Wednesday here on the show. I'm sure much of the show today will be discussions of AEW and NXT tonight. We got full previews for the shows, but really, when we come back from the break, the first thing we got to talk about here today is Bob Ryder. This is from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. Bob Ryder, who is one of the founders of TNA Wrestling and still worked for Impact Wrestling more than 18 years later, was found dead today by police at his home in Nashville. Ryder, who had battled cancer for years, had not attended a live show in a long time due to intense chemotherapy. He suffered a fall yesterday and was unable to get up, but apparently texted people that he was okay. But after that, no phone calls or text messages to him were answered. The company sent someone who knew him to his home and knocked on the door and got no response. They then called police and found that he had passed away. Ryder was a pioneer of websites with OneWrestling.com in the 90s, did web radio, and worked for WCW where he was close with Eric Bischoff. After the folding of the company in 2001, Ryder and Jeff Jarrett, who were not hired by WWF, convinced Jerry Jarrett to start TNA Wrestling with the idea of it being a pay-per-view exclusive promotion. The initial idea did not work, and both Jarrett's were close to filing for bankruptcy when Dixie Carter, who they had hired as their publicity director, informed them she was from a wealthy family and got her father to buy the promotion. Eventually, the company was sold to Anthem Entertainment. Ryder worked handling the travel, along with numerous other duties for the company. If you want to talk about a guy who was a pioneer, is Bob Ryder, and... Bob Ryder was, quite frankly, a controversial character. But I don't know anything about anything. The only the only interactions I ever had with Bob Ryder were pleasant. And there were not a lot of them. But there would be an email or whatever back and forth. How are things going? Hope everything is okay. But what I do know, for a fact, is this guy was a pioneer. And we'll talk about this and so much more when we come back from the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
4: Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Well, yes, we are back here on the show. I'm here in beautiful Bothell, Washington. I think that Mike is in Dr. Frankenstein's lab. I hear nothing but electricity buzzing in the background right here. You're trying to bring somebody to life? What's going on here?
5: I'm what are trying you doing in the lab over life? there? You might have to hit uh, mute. You may have some technical difficulties. Mean, I'll so. mute you
3: here for a while. and we'll, we'll bring you back here in a second. Holy smokes. All right. Well, I remember first getting on the internet in, I think, 1995. Might have been 1994. But the main reason that I originally got on the internet was we had a, a backyard wrestling promotion. The Youth Wrestling Federation. And we were running all these shows at this local gymnastics academy. And and one day, I, I don't know how, it was so long ago, but I heard about this thing called the internet. And you could get on the internet and you could, like, advertise your shows. Now, of course, back then, I mean, it didn't matter because nobody was on the internet. So, like, if I advertised we had an upcoming show on the internet, I mean... There was nobody in Bothell that had the internet. Maybe a couple of people, but it was. Hey, the point was, it was not like anybody discovered our shows by the post on the internet. But I got on the internet and I was trying to find different places to advertise these shows, and that's when I discovered what is now known by Pat McAfee as the internet wrestling community. And you had Rex Sport Pro Wrestling, RSPW. And AOL had some wrestling area. And I was on AOL. So quite frankly, I mean, whatever was going on with Bob Ryder and his Prodigy board, I was never on Prodigy, so I was never a part of that. But I certainly knew about it. And, you know, when people talk about pioneers of of online wrestling journalism or whatever you might call it, Bob Ryder. I mean, Bob Ryder has been, he was there forever. And he was always doing something, whether it be Prodigy or later World Championship Wrestling and then one OneWrestling.com and and then, of course, uh, which today is PWInsider.com. I mean, always, always there. And Bob had had health issues for years, and I could not believe my eyes when I got up this morning and I saw... Bob Ryder had passed away. It was like how? it was it was inconceivable that this this could ever happen because Bob literally the time that I've spent on the internet, never has there been a time without Bob Ryder. He was there at the very very beginning and getting together these communities and and bringing people together and it led to websites I mean, You could talk about RSPW and everything like that, but I mean I can remember probably even a little bit before that where, you know, there was like a local bulletin board. I think honestly I may have actually first got on the internet. Maybe it wasn't even for the YWF. As I talk about this stuff, I remember things. And I remember that Art Bell, who I was a huge fan of Art Bell, the one thing about Art was he was always like trying to be on the cutting edge of, of technology. And so he was the first person, I think, that I ever heard had a BBC. And he'd be on his, his show, and he'd say, Ah, oh, somebody sent me this picture of this UFO. And if you want to see it, you can go to our bulletin board and download it. And, like, you had to, somehow you had to have a computer, and then somehow you had to connect to this bulletin board. I can't even remember how. Was, I was in high school, for crying out loud. But you connected to this bulletin board, and then, like, if you got in, like, you had to get in at the right time. It wasn't like everybody could get on the bulletin board at the same time. It was like I, I seem to recall there was like a capacity or maybe one person at a time. So you had to try to get on the bulletin board, then you had to try and download this picture, which took forty five minutes to download like a photograph. And then somebody else would try and get on and and so I was on bulletin boards and then I found RSPW and and it all went I still have I still have the same email address. That I got in 1995 to get onto RSPW. Like, to this day, I pay $9.99 a month because there's that part of me that thinks, oh, bro, I can't lose this email address. Like, the system's gone. It's been purchased by another company. And it's just like, I mean, you, you can't even get it anymore. I don't even know how it still works. But here we are. And to this day, I mean, I don't know if I could come on here and say that if it weren't for Bob Ryder, I mean, none of us would be here right now because, dude, you go on the internet and what are you a fan of? You're a fan of, of antique chickens. I mean, there's a website for it. So the idea that there wouldn't be any wrestling presence on the internet today if it weren't for Bob Ryder, I mean, come on. There, there There's an internet presence for everything. But he was the first. He's the one that got the ball rolling. And there's people right now, I'm sure, that are on our, our Twitch chat. There's people listening to this right now. I mean i got to tie myself into this because I just did Garrett's Book Club the other day, and people were talking about, you and Dave Pioneers, and this and that. And I mean, yes, we had an internet radio show in 1999. Bro, do you know when Bob Ryder was around? Like, way before 1999. So, yeah, in some ways, we did some of this stuff very early on, and podcasts very early on and everything like that. But pretty sure Bob Ryder had a podcast before we did. Pretty sure he had an internet uh, website that was successful before we did. Because the first one that we did, which I think was in 2000 or 2001, let me tell you something, it wasn't successful, and it was gone. It just disappeared in the ether. And Dave decided I will, Dave in 2001 decided, I will never do a website again. Of course, that sounds ridiculous now, but, you know, at the time it was like, well, you know, we tried this website thing, and it didn't work, and then the Yada thing, I mean, they spent money like it was going out of business, and in fact, coincidentally, it was going out of business, so... I mean, at that point, we just figured, ah, well, we tried, probably before it's time, whatever, and we moved on with our lives. And then, honestly, like, we jumped back on when other people had already had successful websites. So if you want to talk about a real pioneer, it's Bob Ryder. He's here from the beginning, and I absolutely could not even fathom that the day came where he's gone. So, Mike, whether you're in the lab now or not, I'm going to let you get some thoughts in about bob Ryder,
5: i'm blown away you know it's just a name i have not heard in a while i knew he was still working for impact but it just i i I hadn't thought about the name in a while and then i got a text today about his passing and it was like man you know those memories of listening to wcw live rushing back you know who was it him and dave sharer and uh jeremy borash and i forget who else was associated with that but like that was like kind of a big deal (laughs) you know when that show would come on after nitro and you had a bunch of guys on there who were not in character much of the time you know some guys were but other guys were just cutting loose and you were hearing things and bearing the company and all that sort of stuff and it was something else and you, you make fun of that old wrestling observer site but when i got online you know, it was in the late '90s. I remember Scoop Central being one of the sites. I remember one wrestling. Oh,
3: Scoops, Mikasa,
5: yeah. Mikasa, one was wrestling. One. <laughs> so, and everybody had one of those .rec dot sport gimmicks, but I didn't. I didn't have that, and I was like a lot of people. I was on the internet through AOL, and I didn't venture too far. I just was not at that time. Very tech-savvy, as most of you know. It has not improved all that much, but like what those guys did with WCW Live as a radio fan and as a wrestling fan, it was awesome. I absolutely loved it, and I was one of those people that was looking for an alternative when WCW died, and they came up with the idea for NWA TNA with the weekly pay-per-views I was all for it. You know, I've been buying bad boxing pay-per-views for years. So it's like, well, I can justify $40 for a a TNA pay-per-view. I think at that time, WWE pay-per-views were like 50. So that's how they were selling it. You know, you're going to pay the same amount once a month and it's going to be 10 bucks less and you're going to get wrestling every week. And obviously we know the direction that that went, but it was an alternative. And through that alternative, we got ron killings after he was let go by wwe get a new lease on life and maybe extend his career to to where it is now we got jeff Jarrett and a lot of other people that you know i'm sure there's a lot of jokes out there and you can be maligned and all that sort of stuff but we wouldn't have a.j styles right now we wouldn't have a lot so uh i don't know how much we'll talk to him after the break oh we'll talk bob Ryder,
3: stick around everybody observer live
1: That's 800 403 5912.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Okay, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Listen, I got some more news to get into here today, but you know what I want? I want some feedback from you guys. I want some memories of this, this mid nineties internet boom. <laughs> your prodigy chats, AOL, well, RSPW. BBCs. BBCs and BBSs. Whatever whatever defined your mid nineties. It's different for all of us. I want to hear about it today on the show. You know, I was still listening to the BBC World Service over a shortwave radio. Dude, rating. I'm a That's huge fan of the BBC. Of the you kidding me? I designed my studios after BBC One. Got all these jabronis. Survivor Series boost led Raw to its best number since the October 12 draft episode, averaging 1.81 million viewers last night, rating in the 18-49 to 49 demo a .57. The number was the usual pattern... With a lower-than-average third-hour drop. You don't say? We didn't have a world championship match with practically a guarantee that something would happen in that third hour. But it did not have the big third hour of the week before. Number has to be a positive, even after the pay-per-view. Considering Tampa Bay versus Los Angeles went to the wire. 21.61 million viewers. Dear Lord. 3.62 in 18 of 49. in 18 to 34. You know, I deal with idiots every day, and one of the dumber things I've heard is, nobody watches TV anymore. Nobody. Everyone streams. Like, I got six friends, none of them have a cable account. Bro, 21.61 million viewers and a 3.62 in 18 to 49? You know what? People watch TV if they want to watch the show. If they don't want to watch the show, they don't watch TV. Not because of cord cutting. It's because they don't want to watch the show.
5: Funny how that works.
3: What did what Tracy Smothers say? Well, McDonald's was open. Yeah, McDonald's was open. That's why that's why nobody watched the third hour of Raw. They were like, "God, it's it's ten forty. I really need a a fish filet. <laughs> Exposing your McDonald's. Uh, Raw right was there. fourth in eighteen of forty nine. <laughs> buying only NFL-related shows, fifth in males 18-49. As compared to last week, Raw was up 2% from the show headlined by Drew McIntyre. Think about that, by the way. Raw was up 2% from the show headlined by Drew McIntyre's win and up 12% in 18-49 and 21% in 18-34. First hour, 1.90 million viewers. I can't remember the last time they were in the 1.9s. Second hour, one point eight three. And third hour, 1.69 million viewers. If you go year over year, they're actually only down 14%, which by WWE standards is an excellent decline, quite frankly. So there you go. Those are the numbers. Now tonight, we have AW versus NXT. AW, we have Hikaru Shida versus Anna J for the women's title. Title's on the line here tonight. Jake Hager versus Chris Jericho Her- and Chris Jericho versus Daniels and Kazarian. Hangman Page faces John Silver, who's now getting all this TV time. Pac and Ray Phoenix versus the Butcher and the Blade. Big Will Hobbs is in action. And yes, John Moxley was beat up and laid out backstage last week by somebody other than Kenta. And tonight he returns, and he will sign that contract for the match coming up. And hopefully, we'll have some big time promos. NXT on the USA Network. Oh, we got three things announced. That's maybe better than usual. Kevin Owens does commentary, is one of them. I like that. Ember Moon faces Candice LeRae. What is that noise? It literally sounds like you're in a lab again. There's like a what? noise that goes. Are you sure this is a Am I the only one you? that can hear this? No, I can yeah. definitely hear it. I can definitely you hear right it. Spinning right now or. And we also, and I love this, they were polite enough to announce that there's a ladder match tonight for the man advantage, but they won't tell us who's in it. So, anyway, there's a ladder match tonight, everybody, with two undisclosed participants. So there you go. And finally here, since everybody was talking about it yesterday, the NWA returning to its Tuesday night slot, although not with a new episode of Power. Organization announced today, starting next Tuesday, a show called Shockwave will debut on YouTube, featuring matches produced in collaboration with United Wrestling Network, including some that have never been seen anywhere and never seen on YouTube. Subscribers to the Patreon, or as I like to call it, the Patreon, they will be getting the show a day early. Listed talents include Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, Eli Drake, Aaron Stevens, and Camille, given the NWA's recent association with the UWN, that have featured both NWA title matches and title changes. It's possible that some of these matches will be part of Shockwave. Aldous Rose of the Pope, Zicky Dice, and others have been featured on UWN thus far. So That's the lineup for everything coming up here soon. Mike has vanished into the ether. We'll get him back here in just a moment. And so let's hear what you guys have to say about all of this. Actually, believe it or not, the first message I get is about the Lana storyline. So I got to read it. I know it's a low bar coming from Survivor Series, but the stuff they did with Lana on Monday was so much better than what they've been doing with her for the past three months. She actually fought against Shayna and Nia like a babyface. She avoided going through the table and got some sort of revenge from Nia. And she also saved Asuka from going through the table. Well, all of those things happened. It is a profoundly low bar. It was a little bit better. Lana just needs to fight heroically. And the next thing that they need to do to make this better is for her to stop celebrating fluke wins. Yes, her team won on Monday, but her team won while she was unconscious. She was getting choked out by Shayna and Asuka snuck up behind and pinned Shayna. And then Lana recovers and she celebrates like there was this big victory. I'm like, it's better! It's better, but, I mean, come on. And obviously, I mean, if you haven't figured it out already, TLC is the next pay-per-view. And so, I mean, clearly, there's two things that are likely to happen. I think the most obvious thing is that it is Lana and Asuka challenging for the titles against Naya and Shayna in a tables match. And what'll happen is, somehow, I'm sure if they're booking it by accident or fluke, but, like, if I'm doing it, Lana is a victorious person. She puts Nia through a table. She gets her table revenge. And because of her, they win the tag team titles. If you want to take them off of them quickly, whatever. But that's the easiest way to do this storyline. And I guess we'll see what happens at TLC. Your thoughts, Mike?
5: Yes, the best way you can do the storyline is just take it off TV altogether. Can we do that?
3: By the way, is the buzz gone yet? It went right up and down, but who cares? We just do what we do here. Exactly. What it do you think this through. is? Prodigy. It sounds like it actually. You know, what it, looks it sounds like, like? It. it sounds like you keep trying to log into Prodigy. That's the noise I hear in my ear. That ee- ee- remember that noise? The yes, modem really, noise. Yeah. Oh, God, that
5: was the worst. somebody would pick up the phone before you had, like, the double phone line in so you could have the Or when someone would give you their
3: number, but they'd give you their fax number, and you call and your ears get blown out because there's some stupid noise.
5: You ever Boy, do I you remember that, that one. Girl did that to you, didn't she?
3: No, it was every time I tried to call Dave. I called that fax line. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Dave horrible. still has
5: that fax line, doesn't he? Actually, he does. He does, yeah. It's amazing. He's still <laughs> actually, you're talking about your old email address. He's still using his. By is the that way. Service, does Juno even exist anymore? Yeah. How would he be using Juno if it didn't exist anymore, dude? I don't know, dude. You got an email address. It doesn't work anymore. No, you it does work. It.
3: That's the point. It still works. <laughs> you can still email me at that address. Your AOL one? Not AOL. What is it? Netcom. Netcom oh my
5: god, that's right. The double X net or two R's in there or something. Well, yeah. it was
3: it was at netcom.com. So imagine every time someone says, can I get your email address over the phone? And you say netcom.com. And they're like, net.com? No, netcom.com. Netcom.com? Yeah, what do you want me to do about it? I didn't make it up. Anyway, I'm going to read this text here. It's a very important text, especially for all of the uh, Twitch homies and jabronis, okay? This person says, for me... Adam Pierce is the best WWE main roster GM slash authority figure in years and years. He speaks very well. He doesn't overshadow the talent and he is very unbiased. Yes. This Adam Pierce character is the best GM they've had since probably Jack Tunney, who actually was terrible at his job, but like he was a professional. (laughs) So everybody out there spent all day yesterday making fun of a verbal faux pas that Adam Pierce made that I'm not going to repeat here on this show. I'm going to try and move on as quickly as possible. But just let me warn you, if you don't shut up about it, you know what's going to happen? What's that? They're going to script something like that for him on every show for, like, the rest of his career. Is that what you want to happen?
6: Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. If it
3: is, then go ahead and make fun of his faux pas. If not, let's second. all just drop it and move on. Don't blame. Don't blame the people. Don't I am blaming, blaming the people. No, don't you If Vince blame finds the people. out that people are talking about it, then six Brian? months of this or more.
5: Who is just the biggest like fan? Who is the biggest fan of that type of humor? Who has Vince. laid this upon? Who has given
3: people farting gimmicks and but, had R. So let Anderson him forget Keon? about it. Don't remind Brian. him of it all week. That's what I'm saying here. You all know. Are you kidding
5: me? R-Truth,
3: He's got that. R-Truth is still portrayed as a dummy. Because Pretty he Ricky? messed up a city name five years ago. Mm. Like, I'm just telling you, people. You can do whatever you want. I'm just telling you what's going to happen if you keep it I, up. I think you are. Look, if
5: there may be nothing that Vince really remembers from Monday, you know, just because, you know, he's he's old and stuff. But I bet you he remembered <laughs> McInfart. He's still chuckling right Oh, now. Mike, get <laughs> out of here. Back in a
3: moment. Observer Live.
1: Enjoy! 800-754-4531. The holidays and driving go hand-in-hand, hand,
4: but cold weather and batteries don't. Make sure your vehicle's battery is winter-ready with free testing at Advance Auto Parts. If it needs to be replaced, we have die-hard batteries that are reliable, durable, and powerful enough to get you through every road trip. Plus, we'll even install it free with purchase, no appointment necessary. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participate in CarQuest locations. Most vehicles, most locations. See store for details.
0: It's time to play Vomit or No Vomit. vomit. Brought
4: to you by Nauzine. Let's jump right in. Imagine the night before Thanksgiving you partied too hard. Now you're suffering through Turkey Day trying not to ralph on Uncle Ralph. Bob, do you A, vomit, B, guzzle the pink stuff, C, take fast-acting Nauzine? Uh,
3: um, take
4: Nausine? Correct. Nausee's four-minute formula quickly relieves stomach discomfort from overindulging in food or drink.
3: Get fast-acting Nausine now. Available in stores everywhere. Use only as directed.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here. Wrestling Observer Live. Except for Vivi also of wrestlingobserver.com. Here we go. Person says mm-hmm. my Facebook account is still connected to my AOL account. Wow. It's awesome. This person says, one word about this, Brian. Spoilers. I remember being fourteen or so, and I first realized this internet had results from taped, raw, and nitro, etc. It was mind blowing. Like seeing the future. Yeah. Well, I knew about that stuff before the internet because The first, literally the absolute first newsletter that I ever got was not The Observer. It was not The Torch. It was PWI Weekly. And honest to God, everybody, everybody listening to this right now, let me tell you something. You're watching this show. You're listening to this show because of PWI Weekly. Because I was in a wrestling and i got this pwi weekly and it was a four page newsletter and there was a cover story and like the cover story continued onto the back but because it was four pages it was 11 by 17 folded in half and then it was into it was folded into a trifold and they stuck a stamp on it so they didn't even put it in an envelope so literally it was like the third the bottom third of the trifold had to be your address so so there was a front page of news and two-thirds of a back page. And then when you opened it up, the entire inside was just results from all over the world. I was like, who cares about this? Who cares that Savio Vega beat Kama in Trenton, New Jersey? I don't care. I didn't, so I was like, I'm paying all this money for this weekly newsletter because it wasn't cheap because I had to send you one every week. And at the time, I got out of high school. I, I I took my year whatever of community college where I I took creative writing and karate. I can't remember anything else that I took. You took karate and community college? Yeah, I was really good at it. And then <laughs> I took English and I just aced it. And I sat there and I thought, dude, I just want to be a writer. I want to be a writer or I want to run my own business. So, like, I got an A in writing. What do I need to do more of this for? So I quit, dropped out of community college. But then it was like, "It's writing, <laughs> paying the bills here." So let me think. What could I, what could I do? I need a business that involves writing. I looked down at that PW Weekly, and I said, "I could do better than this." And that's how Figure Four Weekly was born. And the rest is history. All because I thought I could do better than PWI Weekly. And whatever you want to say about me, I can tell you this. I did better than PWI Weekly. So, boom. Anything's possible. Never give up.
5: <laughs> That's right. I remember Derek Bergen saying, man, I like how you write when I was at the Torch. Some of the humorous stuff reminds me of Derek Bergen. And I said, who? And then he, he showed me a copy of the Figure Four Weekly newsletter. And the inspiration, because I was a big Onion fan. What was the inspiration behind The it. Flying Mirror? Was that was Onion it. was The Onion officially was, was Stole everything? straight from The Onion. Onion was awesome. It was It awesome. was also, at one point, a weekly newsletter slash newspaper that would come out in our olden days. You used to have to go to the, the Barnes & Noble to get one. Do they still have those anymore? Have they gotten rid of bookstores altogether? do we
3: got all sorts of Barnes & Nobles around here. I haven't been in one forever, but they exist. I don't know if they got The Onion, but they exist. People ought to visit those more. This person says, Brian, tell us the truth. What was your 90s E-Fed character? I mean this in the nice way possible. He was the E-Fed I didn't have character. an E-Fed character because I was out e- there wrestling. In the backyard I was actually there. doing it. Yarder. Bro, it wasn't a yarder. We had a building with a spring floor. Sorry. And we drew fans. Going when to some Wikipedia. I see. Debut 1998. Like, come on. Give me some credit. I was doing matches in front of fans in 1990. Not that it should have counted. I didn't even count it, but it happened. Like, back in the day, back in the day, like, it was frowned upon to, like, you know, be a backyarder or whatever. I guess it still kind of is. But at the time, I always considered my official debut when I got inside a ring and I worked for Dave Debashi. That was 1998. But when I look at what everybody considers their debut nowadays, it's like, dude, give me 1990. I mean, that was the exact same thing I was doing then. I, I shortchanged myself eight years. Technically, I think the first Omega cards are given credit to, like, the Hardys. Yeah, dude, if Omega like that, counted, so. I mean, come on. 1990. That's where it said, we had AOL dial-up internet all the way until 2006 when I graduated high school. When I finally got into high-speed internet, I was seeing new colors for the first time. I'll bet you were, buddy. Yeah, I'll bet you were.
5: When we started doing the PPH, which would have been what, oh three, oh four, I was still on dial-up when when we started that. So yeah, it's uh,
3: yes, time was a uh, slow for some of us person here says, I still have my AOL installed disc from 2003 with me, even though I haven't used AOL since about 2007. Well, don't get rid of that disc, buddy. You never know when AOL might come back. You'll be ahead of the game.
5: I think I burned everything AOL when they ruined Time Warner. Not only like WCW, but the stock and just about everything else.
3: Let's see what else we got here. Stop asking me questions about me. Got other things to talk about here. Oh, yeah, you hate talking about you, don't you? This person says, I loved Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley from Raw because it was such an awesome Haas fight. But at the same time, I despise the finish with MVP. Booking 101, if you're protecting everybody, then you're making nobody. AEW has been teaching this lesson for the past 13 months, and WWE has no clue. There should be a winner and there should be a loser. Well, here's the thing that particularly upset me about that match. I'm so used to them putting these matches together and not knowing what's going to happen, and having to do something dumb because, oh, well, geez, we got Keith Lee, and he's going to be in the three-way. But we don't want to beat Lashley. Eh, let's just have some dude run in for the DQ. Okay, I see that all the time. If you're doing just a nothing-happening, stupid match, whatever, it sucks, but whatever. This is a match where the winners are going into a three-way, and the winner of that is def- is challenging for the title of the pay-per-view. You can't even have Keith Lee beat somebody to get into that match. You couldn't find one guy on the roster, a Ziggler, a Rude, whoever. You couldn't find one guy that could be beaten to get Keith Lee into this three-way number one contenders match. No, they had to choose a guy they don't want to beat. And so Keith Lee ends up in the match by disqualification because somebody ran in. I mean, why how am I supposed to care about this? Honestly. Infuriating. But the match was fun. It
1: was,
5: but you know, again, no, they may they figure out a way for no one to look good. (laughs) And that's again, it doesn't make any sense. Especially with Bobby Lashley, too. And it's I worry because the sand is just ticking through the hourglass. They have done a good job protecting him. Who has he lost to? He's lost to Drew. You know, and they held off on that for as kind of as long as they could have, you know, too. But he's relatively, you know, pure when it comes to WWE as far as bad booking goes. And he needs a big championship match. And it's preferable in front of people. But, you know, you keep doing stuff like this, the less and less anybody wants to see him. And the more and more the aura starts to go away And when you're Bobby Lashley, you know, you're you're kind of toting on that edge anyway. So. I, I just I I worry about all of these guys and how they're portrayed. Look at Keith Lee from Jump Street here, with worrying about more what he looks like, you know, in his his outfit than he does getting over
3: being a badass. First, "This is why I loved Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. It went 20 plus minutes. It did not feel like 20 minutes. Solid stuff from both. At one point, I got the impression they stopped wrestling and started fighting. Not saying that actually happened, but they gave me the feeling that they did. You give two wrestlers time." And no funny business, and look what happens. Yeah. Like, I keep saying I can't call it a great match, but the more I think about it, like, that was a great match. Everybody seemed to love it. They pounded on each other. Sheamus trying a heel hook on Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, Sheamus trying a heel hook on Riddle. Fighting back and forth, throwing each other around. I think Riddle gave him an exploder on the floor outside. I mean, what you cannot deny is they worked their asses off, and it was awesome.
5: I don't personally want to wrestle Seamus, but I would be lying if, you know, when he was in there clubbing around and getting clubbed, because here's the thing. Much like a JBL, you know, they may lay him in, but they also don't complain when they get him back. And it may not be the most artistically special performances out there, but those hoss battles, look, there's always going to be room for people beating the hell out of each other, whether it be... Doom and the Road Warriors and the Steiners and all the hosses that the NWA used to have, or these guys today, Keith Lee. That's the, one of the biggest things with Dijak. I Man, I would love to just see Donovan jack and all of these people in Retribution have real names. They have real beefs, and I know it's probably too late for any of that stuff. But just have Dijak out there pounding away and, and fighting with everybody else. All those hosses, and you didn't need Raw on your ground for it either. Which, by the way, where is Dabakato?
3: Dude, where's Raw Underground? Oh. We need this vaccine before Raw Underground comes back. What
5: happened to his old name? What happened to that? Where'd that go? What happened to Jordan? What's his
3: name? Actually, he, if I recall almost. correctly, somebody helped me out here. So they keep calling him AJ's associate. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, they actually had a name for him this week. But it was like almost. What, one commentator said it yeah, Almus.
5: Almus, no, by no, the Allmas, way, so do you guys yeah. know Allmas. what that you
3: know what that name is? I mean, I don't know where they actually got somebody it. somebody else's Almas. But for those of you that are into the paranormal, the whatever the Bigfoot style creatures are in the Himalayas, Almas might not be the Himalayas, but there's there's some sort of of Bigfoot that's called the Almas. I don't know if that's where they got his name, but the dude's seven foot four or whatever. So good as any to me. You knew it was a
5: bad sign for that name when they put it on the cryon when he debuted and they never mentioned it. They went out of their way not to mention that
3: this man had
5: a name, and then after all of these weeks, that's what they come up with.
3: Yeah. First says, I remember I could not fathom that my computer was always on the Internet once cable modems became a thing.
5: I was worried about that. Were you worried about security? Heard all these things from old people talking about you can't leave it open at all times. Turn
3: your computer off. Dude, whenever yeah. I hear old people worry about something, I usually disregard it. I mean, that, I mean that I mean that with all due respect, but, like, well, they couldn't said the VCRs. things Granny's worried about, I'm like, yeah. dude, there's actual things that are very worrisome in this world. There's people, you know, 30 years ago, all of this
5: technology was past them, and they were, like, in their 40s at the time, so you can imagine them in their 70s trying to figure things out. This is why Facebook and, and news posts on their uh, news and quotations just completely throw people all asunder. Person Do you here, remember person here,
3: by the way, when I mentioned being old, they ahead. said, Brian, you're 45. Dude, my grandmother is twice. She's more than twice my age. Do you understand? Twice.
5: Get the good genes. Hey, remember Pierre Salinger? Remember him? Remember, like, this stuff on the Internet, because, again, this is a great time to remind everybody to not to believe everything you see. Great, you know, foreign policy guy, and noted name and all this stuff, was, was saw something online, thought a plane was blown up off the uh, the coast that had crashed. And he swore it because he saw it online. Again, I bring this up just because you cannot believe the things that you read online in many cases. And frankly, anymore, you can't even believe what you see. I've seen some deep fakes with Brian Alvarez. I know they're out there.
3: All I know is from, from 1994 or 1995 on, all anybody said was, don't believe. And it wasn't everything, okay? Back then it was, don't believe anything, anything that you read on the Internet. Now here I am, and now I am halfway to old. I'm 45. I'm sitting here have to tell kids, dude, don't believe everything you read on the Internet. Because everybody believes everything they see on the Internet. What in the world has gone wrong? Besides the obvious. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
6: Come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly Sugar, baby Come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly Sugar, baby Bitch, such a sexy, sexy, freaky little thing This paper makes you got me sprung with your tummy ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high
1: So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try Butterflies in the eyes and the no looks to kill Time is...
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, in fact, someone here has just sent me a picture of them proudly displaying their exclusive free trial to AOL Disc, (laughs) AOL 5.0. Oh Where, in God. fact, you get 500 hours free. Thank you so much for that. A blast from the past. <laughs> should mention, by the way, that tonight, it's AEW and NXT. And that means that immediately afterwards, on our YouTube page, you can head up there and check out Denise's post show, which starts at 8 o'clock Pacific, 11 Eastern, video.f4wonline.com course if you head up to video.f4wonline.com we got free daily clips so if you like them please click that subscribe button it's absolutely free and also if you go up to the page you'll notice a whole bunch of members videos what is a members video well when you see that five minute clip of granny reviewing a lash lee match well you want to watch the whole show sign up all of the shows full length brian and Vinny show Wrestling Observer Live Figure 4 Daily with Tom Figure 4 Daily with Lance Vinny and I and Craig We review Saturday Night's Main Events Retro Raw's AEW NXT You get all of those Video.f4wonline.com And of course I believe Denise's show tonight is absolutely free The Post Show So head up there and check that out And that's it for today Obviously tomorrow's American Thanksgiving We're not going to be here Wish Happy Thanksgiving to everybody even those of you that are not in the com- uh, the country, hopefully you have a great day. We will be back Friday talking all of the news from AWNXT and more. So with that, thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, Twitch homies and jabronis, Dom, everybody in the studio, Scott, we'll talk to you next time, Darren, Wrestling Observer Live.